Well, this is going to be a two-part message. I have it in one document, but it's going to take a hot minute to to get through the list of things. So I want to make it quick. Um, actually, I have plenty of time, so we should be good. Uh, this message from what we what we put out the 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 poll we had put out a couple of weeks ago about each topics that I would talk about and. One of the topics I was mentioning was mental health. And this is kind of, I would say, a side, almost like a a mini version of what I'm going to be really preaching about next month. But this one, this one is very important because I do believe it involves the mind. It involves the soul. It involves, and what's your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's what the soul is. And that's what this is going to involve it in because your soul your soul is important. Your soul, your soul is your house. That's what it is. And whatever dwells in it is what's important. You have to know what dwells in your house. So this two-part message is we're going to be talking about uh, just a short phrase of clean house. Clean house. This is, and I uh, based off of the scripture in Matthew twelve forty-three through forty-five. Jesus saying, and when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert seeking rest, but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds the former home, watch this, empty, swept, and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits that are more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And the person is worse off than before. That will be the experience of this evil generation. Earlier in this chapter, Jesus was confronting Pharisees that when he did the miracle the Pharisees called it blaspheme, and it was of the devil. And that's when he talked about blaspheming the Holy Spirit, and that's a whole other message. But this one, I want to focus on the part where it talks about in verse 44, then I will return to the person I came from. So he returns to the former home, empty, swept, and in order. What that's talking about is that's talking about a Christian, a believer who's born again that has swept and clean and put their house in order. This is your house. This is where things can dwell in it. And a lot of people, there's a lot of debate and a lot of speculation about about if a Christian can be oppressed or possessed by a demon. The one thing I can tell you for sure that's 100% true and accurate is that a Christian can be demonically oppressed. 110%. A Christian that is just the label of Christianity, the label when you don't call stuff out, that's when it can become demonic. I'm going to give you an example. It's like a, it's like a, the story I always go to is like a house and a thief. When somebody breaks, like, like this happened, actually, this is a story that I have uh, with me and my family when I was living at my parents' house. Um, a couple years back, it was just me and my siblings at the house, and one of the one of the most 
the, one of the most probably scariest moments for us as kids is that we had, there was somebody that was that there were a big old van that came to the house, two random scruffy looking dudes. And they were r- walking around and monitoring the house. We locked the doors and everything, but no parent was home, no nothing. And we had no alarm system. So we were just stuck in the house and I was texting my mom and everything. I was like, well, we, we need to do something. I don't, I don't. And I'm like, I'm probably like maybe 14, 15 at the time. Everybody else is, younger. So I was nervous. And when, when my mom had called the police and the police that came, I gave a test, a testifier and it's like, okay, this is what they look like. Da, 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 da. And after that, what do you think we did? We bought our security system. We bought, we went with ADD, ADT because my cousin works for them. So we got a good discount, but but it like for example some people who know somebody that when they get into a house for the first time they turn they get a security system right away i've known some a lot of people who will like for us we just didn't do it because we thought we were perfectly fine but there are some people that naturally put a security system in their house and um and because they want to make sure they want to do it right away and they make sure so here's my question Why, why are we putting, like, we're, we're really eager and very easy and very paranoid to put a security system in our house, but we are not conscious of what comes inside our house, this house. You follow me? This house is way more important than the house you put up as a security system. Because being tortured inside is just as bad as being tortured on the outside. There is, when, when a thief comes in, when an evil spirit comes in, the goal, now, I want to I say it like this. Let me clarify, not everything is demonic. Not everything has to be. There are people that over-spiritualize and say, this is, de- this is demonic, this is demonic, Whatever, build a bear is demonic. I don't know. They they say everything can be demonic. But but let me tell you this right now. As a believer, you need to believe that demons are there. You see, you hear people rap this and sing this of saying, Oh, I deal with my demons. That's not relatable. That's demonic. That's not relatable. Because as a believer, demons are the very the very thing that is against God and it's not for you. You understand? You are meant to be free and redeemed by the Lord, but when you are not conscious or aware of what you put, of what's being put in you, because sometimes, most of the time, when it's demonic, it's usually not of God or it's not even of you. That's when you can really tell. Because when it's not of God, you can say, okay, it was me. I thought this way, all this stuff. But there are certain things that it's like, I didn't even plan to do that. I didn't even plan to think like that. I didn't even plan to imagine that. That is a potential of an evil spirit. And we're going to nail it down because the Lord wants to nail that out because he nailed it to the cross. He wants you to be free. So do I believe that believers and unbelievers can have some type of? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Because if you're not tending to the house, a thief can come in. If you're not tending to the place that you're supposed to occupy, then the thief can come in and steal every time and actually make its home. I've learned something about the devil in my life. I've learned something about the enemy. If you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. If you put a crack in the door, he'll move in. He's mastered that. He's mastered that. Now you have to learn this. If you, if you, if you understand that concept of demonic oppression, then here's one of the big, here's, here's some major steps. Number one, the first thing I want to tell you is that it has to be cast out. It has to be cast out. Now, let me say this as well. Demonic oppression is not just like how the Bible talks about being foaming out the mouth, you're kicking everywhere and screaming. It's not always like that. Here's what I've learned. Demons like to hide. Demons like to hide. They like to hide within places where, like, for example, a lot of people that I've seen that had an evil spirit in them, they would usually say, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not, that's, that's too over-speculate. A demon doesn't want to be found. You understand? A demon doesn't want to be found. It wants to hide. So you know what that means? That means that it will cause you to be prideful and say, nothing's wrong with me. I'm fine. Here's the biggest one that, that can be a twister. Oh, but I'm a Christian, so I don't have a demon. I don't have that. We went to Puebla. When we went to Puebla last year for a mission trip in Mexico, there was um, a couple. The wife couldn't get pregnant at all. Um, it wasn't even like a thing about like like the PCOS stuff or anything. Like she genuinely, she there, her her womb closed out of nowhere, and nobody understood why. And so we talked to the husband about it. He was actually our bus driver in and out the uh, the event that we were at, and he. He was talking about it, and he had a lot of PTSD even in his past because he was a security worker, and he's been through some traumatic events with the security system, and he's been shot. He's seen his friend die in front of him, a lot of intense stuff. So he's been through major traumatic events, and his wife's womb was closed, which caused a lot more issues. So we prayed over him, and we were praying for the Spirit of the Lord to show, and we were just, because we were having like an upper room moment. If you don't know what that means in the upper room, in the scripture, it talks about the glory of the Lord shining down and raining down on, on people. That's, that's upper room mentality. So, so we were having an upper room moment in Puebla, and everybody was getting prayed over, and we were, we were experiencing the presence of God, and we were praying for the husband. And when we were praying for the husband, he was talking about how his, his wife's womb was closed. When he mentioned that, me, it was me, Pastor Todd, and the lady that her name was Becky Hood. She was an, an amazing, like, spiritual leader. Like, she, she knew how to call in the presence of the Lord. And she, we all prayed over him. And what happened when we prayed over him was we were praying for, like, for his wife and her womb to be open. All of a sudden, he started to vomit. He started to regurgitate and he was, and he was starting to, to, to let loose in his mouth. And he was like, we, we pull the bucket under, under him and he started to throw up. That's a sign in the scriptures. You can even see like with the foaming of the mouth, but even the throwing up is a signal that something by symbol is coming out. 
There's something being casted out. And when that had happened, he laid down on his back. And this is in public. I kid you not, I saw this for myself. I saw this for myself. His stomach was, was, was moving and he wasn't doing anything. He was just sitting there, like just, just, just being touched by the power of the Lord. And, and his stomach was moving. And some of them had believed it was a signal that the Lord was eventually going to open the wife's womb. They prayed for them again, and he had experienced the same thing. And what had happened after all that is that we realized that because of the PSD he had and because of what happened with his wife, he was meditating on lies that gave access to demons. Demons come in, in a couple of ways. And it's, one, in one, it's in my three points I'm going to give in a second. But this dude, him and his wife, his wife was a, was, a, was a leader in their church in Puebla. And he was the bus driver for the church group. And this dude had a demon oppressing him from the experiences he's had. So you can't tell me that a Christian can't be oppressed by a demonic spirit. And it can't be pushed by an evil agenda. You cannot tell me that. So it has to be cast out. And that's another thing I want to clarify. Demon possession isn't a scary interaction. Demons usually hide. What I mean by that is that is that demonic oppression is not always uh, like some type of like weird looking idea. Sometimes it's really hidden. It's hidden in our behavior. It's hidden in our thoughts. It's hidden in what we say to others. That's what can be also an evil spirit. And like I said, the devil is very strategic. You have to hear me. This, is, this can be confusing. The devil is very strategic. I'm not giving him credit. I'm just telling you how he works. Like I said, if you crack, have a crack open in the door, he will take over your home, period. He's mastered that. He knows if you give him a little bit of access, he will take over your house. So how does a demon come to oppress me? I have three major points, and then I'm going to get into symptoms. Remember, you're, you're hearing this message through the lens of faith in Jesus, not in your own reality of what you can think. You're not taking this from a logical perspective, because some things are not logical. There are things in the Bible that I cannot explain that the Lord's going to have to explain when we go up into heaven. Nothing is always explainable, so you have to bear with it, and don't just, because here's what another, that's another thing. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes an evil spirit will try to convince you that this is, oh, that's just too much, or that that's not that's not what it's supposed to be. That's not what it is. That's that's not, that's not. It's downplaying what God specifically said in the scriptures. And if the scriptures aren't your standard and you are making your own mindset a standard, that can also give access to an evil spirit. Just a side note. Like I said, not everything is demonic, but things can let evil spirits in. They are legit. They are real. They are active, just as angels in the Lord, just as active. Because here's, here's the deal. Jesus is wonderful. No, no demon can over-trump Jesus, ever. But you by yourself, you in your own strength, a demon can overpower you. You are not superhuman. You are a vessel of human flesh that God wants to dwell in. And what is dwelling in you tonight is my question. What is dwelling in you? 
the three things. How can a demon come to oppress me? This is, a, this is, a no, this is obvious and it's normal. S- living in ongoing habitual sin. That's, that's point number one. That, that out of everything else, if you are constantly disobeying the Lord, you are, the Lord's telling you to not do it and you continue to jump, that gives access to evil spirits. It's not all the time. But I'm going to tell you right now, when I was addicted to lust and pornography for years, a lot of my thinking, like I was overpowered by certain thoughts that I would never think today, ever. There were thoughts I had that were so evil and dark that it's, it's like, how are you still, how are you okay? That is evil spirits going through the going through access of sin sin gives access to the devil and his demons that's what he gives access to number 2 this is this is a tricky one because you don't ask for this but it can be worked around trauma trauma demons feed off of trauma they do they feed off of a traumatic event, whether it's maybe a physical trauma, whether you were in a car crash or something physical happened to you that has, has caused traumatic events in your heart and your mind, whether it's emotional, whether there's been abuse in your life or whether there's been mental things, things that have been verbally spoken over you that you have believed and have meditated on for years and years and years, that can give access to a demon. Trauma is a demon's feed off of that. You know how like if you... If you're in the ocean and you're in a place where like it's like uh, like a shark zone or something like that and you you put you cut yourself and you put a little bit of blood in the water and the, and, a, and a shark can smell that can smell blood and that's what they're attracted to demons are attracted to trauma so the the question is and I've had to deal with this as well I've had traumatic moments where here's what happened it happens all the time trauma can be big or little like for example it can be a car crash or breakup both are trauma events that a demon can possess. That's happened to me a lot of my life. I went through a three-month major heavy dark depression from a breakup of disappointment. That is what it called. I could have kept seeking the Lord because you're, you're, cause the Bible says you're always at a spiritual war. You're always at a war with the flesh and the spirit. And when trauma comes around... The spirit and the flesh, the spirit, the spirit and the flesh are fighting, but there is a demonic presence that tries to come in and take over. That's how it works. Third one, allowing thoughts. Let me say this better. Allowing thoughts passively or engaging a thought passively that is not of God or you. This is like, this is something I've never, like, I would have never thought this. Like, I know it's not from God. That's 110% true. But I would have never thought this way. Y'all understand so far? Y'all good? I'm just getting started. We still have part two probably next month. But let me get to the final part of this, of this part one message. I want to give you symptoms. These are major symptoms of demonic oppression, evil spirits, trying to, and this is important to talk about. I'm not just trying to spook you. I'm trying to like light fire under your foot. Because as a believer, you should not tolerate evil spirits ever. You should not tolerate 
You can't tolerate an evil spirit. You have to look at it and go, no, I'm redeemed by the Lord. I'm redeemed by the Son of God. I do not need to accept this. No, you're refusing something that is not for you anymore. You're refusing. You're saying, no, I'm going to do something about it now because I'm going to live different. I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. I'm going to have a say-so because the Lord told me so. No. We tell people no all the time when we, you know, you know how like you'll tell somebody like, no, I, I, I have plans, but your plans is to take a nap. I've done that multiple times on a Sunday. Oh, you want to hang out? No, I have plans. My bed. Have my bed nap. But it's the same thing as that. We do that, but, but we don't actively refuse the devil or his demonic spirits to say, okay, no, enough. I refuse to have this in my body. I refuse to have this in my mind. You can leave in Jesus' name. We don't do that. We are, and, and it's not a bad word. Look, ignorance is not a, for me to say you're, you're dumb. That's not what ignorance is. Ignorance means you just don't know. What's sad is that we've become, and even I've been in the trap of this, of being very ignorant of evil spirits that actually invade Christian people. And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. So I want to give you these symptoms. And these symptoms, you're going to probably be like, really, Jacob, really? This is a symptom? This is a symptom? Uh, not Like I told you in the beginning, not everything is demonic. Some things are just natural imbalances, all of this stuff. It's just, a, but let me explain. It's not a bad thing as a believer to test every spirit that's in you. It's not wrong. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to do that. All right, let's get through these symptoms and then I'll close. Symptoms of demonic oppression. I have nine. So let me be as quick as possible. Point number one, dominant or intrusive thoughts. That is a sign. A sign of that, there was a story and it's and, it, and I think it's a great example. There was a uh, a spiritual leader in the church, in another church, I saw it as an interview, and the she was the wife, and then the husband played and did worship. They were both really big spiritual leaders. And she told another guy that's that has an education in studying about like the theology of demonic activity, and she was telling him, I kid you not, I had thoughts of killing my husband. I had thoughts... And I didn't want, because here's the deal. This is what she said. She said, I didn't even want to think about that. That wasn't even in my regular thought process. It just came out of nowhere. And he told her, he told her that is most likely a demonic thought. A thought that is not engaged passively. It's dominating. Like I had, like even from my, when I was addicted to, to porn and all of that, my thoughts were so lustful that it dominated me. I couldn't even shake the thought. I couldn't even say in Jesus' name no because it was so dominant over me because dominant and intrusive thoughts are caused by demonic evil spirit thoughts. That's where it comes from. Some things are of the flesh, but guess what? The flesh can be overtaken by Christ, but so can a demon overtake a flesh. So if you're not aware of that, then it's going to cause you to give access to evil spirits. Point number two, voices in your head. This one is very specific. There was a study where 
when you have, well, like when I talk about voices in your head, there was a study and they said usually when that happens, because these are people who, who, who study paranormal activity through the scriptures. And they were saying anytime somebody was demonically oppressed or whatever, and there were voices in their head, this was, this was how they would talk. You know how like you would say, oh, I shouldn't do that or I, whatever. They would genuinely think, oh, we shouldn't do that. They would hear a we or, or, or we need to go and blah, 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 blah. That in third person is a demonic spirit. That in third person, because why would you be thinking third person like that if it's just you? Think about that for a second. Why would you think in third person? The voices in your head, and it can be, and like I said, it can be things that are like, 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 oh, we don't need them. Who's we? We don't need them. God don't talk like that. God's not talking in third person. You're not the same amount as God. Why would God speak in third person? Voices in your head is is a sign. Point number three, this is, this is kind of like a, uh, it's almost like, oh, you're not supposed to hate your neighbor, but, but hatred towards others for no reason is a demonic spirit. It can be. There was a time where I, I had seen a lot of people hate others because hatred 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 is wrong number one the bible says if you hate a brother or sister you're committing murder in your heart hatred towards others is already murder in your heart so you're a murderer at heart but when they hated somebody with no real reason because i mean there's no even if there was a reason god tells us not to but if there wasn't a reason why why would there be an actual reason to hate somebody like that that was another sign like when 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 God hardened Pharaoh's heart, he had a hatred towards Moses. Matter of fact, when you even think about David and Saul, Saul's heart was hardened and he hated David because God was going to anoint him to be king. You look at this, this can be a sign of an evil spirit. This can be a sign. The fourth one, this is another tricky one, physical symptoms. What this means is that it's pain that you cannot explain and a doctor cannot explain. There, I had this two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Um, I, was having, I was having a weird chest pain. I was like, okay, am I having a heart attack? I really hope I'm not going to die. So um, I had went to urgent care right down the road, South Star Urgent Care, and I asked them about like chest pain, stuff like that. And they looked at records and everything. They were looking through the system. They had like a little like monitor or whatever on it. And they were like, you're fine. Your heart's fine. I was like, uh, I have chest pains. This should be a sign of a heart attack, supposedly. And they're like, no, it wasn't. And y'all, I started freaking out. I was like, am I going to die without having like a real symptom reason? Like they're not going to give me medicine or anything. So I go home. This was just a couple weeks ago. I kid you not. Cause I wasn't, cause, cause the Lord had to, the Lord had to reveal strongholds in my life that I were, that I was believing. So here's what happened. There was something that I had believed about like, like somebody had told me you're going to be just like blah, blah, blah. I had believed that lie. I have a half brother and I love him to death, but, 
But everybody was like, oh, you're just going to be just like him. And he's not in a good place right now. So when they had told me that when I was even younger, oh, you, his name is Brooks. They're like, oh, you look just like Brooks. You're, I think you're, you're going to be just like him. And I was like, oh, nice. What does he do? Does he like, you know, I don't know what he does. And he's done some really bad stuff in his life, and he wasn't a good example. And so I had believed that for years, and the Lord revealed that to me. And what caused that, because I was believing that lie, I heard and had learned from my cousin Brooks that he had pains in his chest. I had learned that he had pains in his chest. So what happened was I went into my prayer closet and I was like, Lord, I refuse this. This is an evil spirit. Two days after that, I didn't feel pain anymore. I'm telling you, this is a real thing. Demons are real. Evil spirits are real. And if you're not, if you're too passive on it, if you're not engaging it well enough, you will miss it. It's not to spook you. It's not some type of spooky thing. We have authority over demons, Jesus said. We have authority over that. But if we're not actively engaging that, if we're not in spiritual war, because you're in spiritual warfare 24-7. You understand? You're in spiritual warfare 24-7. So you can't just be like, oh, I'll pray tomorrow. You got a battle to fight with when prayer. You have a battle to fight, like put, like you gotta get deep in the word. You have to, you have to have the word in your heart. Put worship music on in your house. Put worship music on in your room. Get, get the Holy Spirit in your house. Because if you, if you won't, demons will come out a hundred times a day. If you're too passive with it. If you are too passive with it. Number five, I dealt with this one for a long time, hatred towards authority. There's authority you don't agree with. That makes sense. Some of us don't agree with certain authorities. That makes sense. But to hate an authority. There was someone I had met. I remember this guy. He was funny. He was goofy as heck, but he just hated someone in charge. He's like, I hate the idea of someone being in charge. I hate it. And when that had happened, when he was, when he was starting, when he was starting to really hate the authority, he would lash out in a way that looked really scary. Like, like I've seen anger issues. I've had my own anger lash out experience. I'm like, nothing compared to, to that. What I had witnessed, what he was telling his authority. And this was in, don't want to say too much. It's in, it was in the Bible college that I was in. And what happened, we went to a conference that was Holy Spirit driven, Spirit led. And what happened with that was he got prayed over and the dude and the dude fell on the ground, got baptized in the Holy Spirit and was like sticking his chest out. And he was like on the ground like this, like raising his shoulders. He was feeling pain in his, in his uh, left shoulder. I'm sorry. No, right shoulder. What am I saying? Left, right, left, right, right shoulder. And he was having major pains. And what happened after it was all gone, there was a demon in him. And the demon called out, I hate authority. So hatred towards authority is not always, not agreeing with authority is not demonic. There are certain authorities that, that aren't righteous, that aren't good, that aren't of the Lord. That makes sense. But hatred for no reason towards authority that's in your life, and they've done nothing to you, that's a sign. That can be a sign. Let me go real quick. I got seven minutes. Number six, reoccurring nightmares and night terrors. This is obvious. Um, my wife is okay with me saying this. She was having major nightmares 
couple months, about about the first month that we had gotten married, and she was having major nightmares, and and I was praying over her and everything, and and I was I was like, Lord, like why is she having these nightmares? Like she was scared, like somebody was going to come get us and raid our house and all that stuff. I'm like, at first, in this time, I wasn't really into the engagement of like of like that's a demon. I was like, oh. Dude, that's like that's like just my wife worrying the way she worries. Like that's what I thought it was. But it wasn't until I started really praying over her and the Lord was revealing to me she was believing something. And I was like, "What?" And so I asked her about a certain thing she was believing and the Lord even revealed that to her. And she didn't have a nightmare. Most evil spiritual stuff like a nightmare or a night terror come from lies. And I'm going to talk about that in my mental health, my main mental health marriage next, up uh, marriage, my main mental health message next month. But I need you to understand that, that nightmares and night terrors, if it's constant, I'm not saying once a month or like maybe once every other month. I'm saying it was a consistency. Like you had nightmares every single night and you could not explain it. And you couldn't shake it either. That could be an evil spirit. Because because here's what also happens. Your flesh is asleep, but your soul and your spirit isn't while you're asleep. That's still awake. That's still up. So the spiritual realm is always active 24-7 while you and your fleshly body is sleeping. So a demon can potentially corrupt your dreams if you're not engaging in spiritual warfare, that can be an evil spirit. Here's one, like I said, not everything's a demon. I'm just making it clear. Not everything's demonic. So this one can be from an imbalance. These these next three could be from a chemical imbalance that is legit. If it if it if if you find out that it is a demon, pray over yourself and ask the Lord to cast it out. If it isn't, get help. Don't let it stay there because even if it's not a demon, it's causing a lot of blockage in you. That's what that's what that's what imbalances chemically can do. So I want to show this to you. Number seven is eating and sleeping disorders. I learned this from a friend of mine that also studied in this, and I was reading one of his articles. And one of the one of the most intense moments he dealt with an evil spirit was was actually this was a guy because people naturally think, oh, women just deal with eating disorders. No, men do as well. It was a guy, and he was dealing with an eating disorder, and he was and he was just he was just he would eat to be satisfied, and then he would throw it back up. And even Demi Lovato did this for a long time, if you know her story. They did that, he did that for a long time, and then when he, when he went up to ask and talk to him about it, and he was praying over him, the Lord, he just sensed a, kind of like a, a spirit of, he said some type of phrase, because it, it was a specific spirit, and he was praying over him, and the dude like just screamed, No! No, and and as he's praying over him, he's saying, no, no. And as he keeps praying, the dude's body was hot. The dude's body was like, like his temperature was probably like almost like, like flu type. It was high. And as he was praying over him, 
And as he just, he, he kind of like laid there. He didn't pass out, but he was laying there. And the dude got up and he was like, what just happened? And he realized that all of the, all of the stuff he was eating and spitting out, that wasn't even him wanting to. He just thought he had to because he was believing something in his mind that he needed to. You think God wants you to have an eating disorder? Do you think God would cause that in your life to happen? My friends, things can be evil spirited. Not everything. Sometimes, sometimes that causes from a disorder in the own imbalance of their chemical body. But let me tell you something right now. Some things are. It's not bad to test it. It's not bad to test it. It's not bad to test any spirit that you can see fit. That you can see fit. Number eight, this is a funny one. Because I have these. Irrational fears and phobias. Um, I remember I was reading funny phobias last year to y'all, and I thought it was hilarious. There was a bunch of phobias. I was like, that's a real thing. But there was, but there was, I was, re- like I said, I was doing research. I wasn't just, I'm not just picking these up passively. I'm doing research on this. There was this lady that was so afraid of birds, like so afraid of birds to the point where when she walked outside and she saw a bird fly, she went literally physically went on the ground and crumbled into a ball. As you saw a bird passively flying, it's hilarious when I read when I read it, because I'm like, lady, but why 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 would she be afraid of a bird and be that fearful? It doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't it does not make sense. When she got prayed over, she was delivered, she was set free. And it wasn't really de- like a, like like uh, like a like she wasn't controlled by a demon. But after that, she didn't have a fear of phobia anymore. After she was fully prayed for that the spirit of fear would be off her life, she wasn't afraid of birds. She saw and, and like she it said it, the the article said it took her maybe a couple of days to get used to it. But she was finally like, oh wow, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Why was I so afraid of it? That can be caused by that. Like I said, not everything's a demon, but I'm just making that clarified. Because some things are demonic. And if you're not sure of it, Jesus, if you're not sure about your clean house, because a demon can come in if the house is empty. Remember that. A thief will come into the house when there is no security. It will really go in when there's no security. Last one, and this is a controversial one because a lot of people will block this out and say, well, this will, because there's a lot of churches, it, it aggravates me. Because I do, like I said, I believe in doctors, I believe in all this stuff, but I know that Jesus has the final word. Jesus is the great physician. And when we lose that, we put our belief in other stuff rather than Christ first. Listen, if it's not that intense, then yeah, go see a doctor. But there have been researches. I want to give you the last one, mental illness. I want to be honest with you. Most of the time, my, most of my mental illnesses came from believing evil thoughts. Most of my mental illnesses and the research that I had done on mental illness, if it was caused by an evil spirit or not, most of it is. Some of it isn't. 
Some of it is genuine, genuine chemical imbalances that need to be treated. But ask yourself the question, what if it is? Why am I so depressed? Why? Depression means hopeless. You have the hope of glory in you. Why do you feel hopeless? A child of God does not deserve the hopelessness because that's not what we were built for anymore when you come into Christ. Why is it? Why is it? Listen, my friend, depression can be an evil spirit trying to torment you. Because the enemy, you know what the enemy wants to do with you as a child of the living God? Kill you. He wants to kill you. He wants you to leave this earth and not have an abundant life in Jesus. That's not, he doesn't want that for you. The devil doesn't have your best interest at heart. He says he does. He even told Jesus that he said, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world if you bow down and worship me. I'll give you all of this. He means, he tries to mean well in disguise is manipulating his people. And today the church, we need to say, no, I refuse that. What type of mental illnesses? Like I just mentioned, depression. Anxiety that you can't even explain. Things you cannot explain. Like, for example, I've had anxiety when I get into an important meeting. That's normal. That's like business anxiety, I call it. But if it's anxiety that you cannot explain, you're just chill out. You're just relaxing. And you're at full peace. And all of a sudden, boom, it hits you. My friends, that's a potential. If you don't test it, you will never know. If you don't say, Lord, search in me, if there's any evil spirits that are trying to mess with the temple of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you would find it out and let me know, Lord. If you don't engage in that, in that type of spiritual warfare, you will be miserable. You will not live to the abundance that Jesus promised in his word. In his word. I'm not, like I, t- let, let me explain this. Like it just said in the scripture, let's go back to, let me, let me end with this. Let me go back to verse 45. Verse 44, I'm sorry. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself. And so the person is worse off than before. A demon can easily come back. A demonic present just for a Christian can come back and torment you over and over and over. But my friends, it doesn't have to be that way because you have something greater than demons. You have something more powerful and wonderful and beautiful than evil spirits, and that is Jesus. Why did he say empty, swept in order? That key word, empty. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something. If you are not engaging with the Lord on a regular basis, I'm not saying you have to strategically, religiously just do it every day, but if you're not at a consistency, what are you feeding the most? What are you feeding? 
What are you, the consumption of what you put in your spirit is what you're going to get. I told a friend of mine, he was extremely depressed, and, he, and, I, and I told him, I said, dude, if you want to be more depressed, listen to Juice World. Continue. If you want to be depressed, listen to the music that brings you. Being sad, sad music is not relatable anymore to me. It's not relatable anymore. It's more of, this is not making me feel better. It's making me feel worse. You're following me. It makes me feel worse than before. So why do we say it's relatable? That's some of the symptoms. There's multiple symptoms that I would have to do more of a study on. But those were the main nine that I found that in study, they were extremely common in people who dealt with evil spirits in their thoughts, in their minds, and their behaviors. My friend, if you have that, it doesn't mean that you're, you're lost or, or you don't love Jesus. It just means you're not engaging in the spiritual war. You're not engaging. You're not going at the feet of the Lord and praying and worshiping. Worshiping and praying is warfare. Reading his word and getting the word of Jesus in you is warfare. It's causing to declutter evil things and putting in good things. You're, you are exchanging things. And if you're not doing that, you set yourself up for failure. And eventually, there's a why, that's why a lot of people leave the faith because they have not learned to exchange that deposit. They didn't declutter. They just kept what was being hold because they weren't taught that. That's another problem. They wasn't taught. And now they leave. And now they're done with the faith. And Jesus says that will be the experience of this evil generation. And, and let me tell you something. We live in the evil generation. But you don't have to be in that or a part of that or be consumed by that. The, the Lord, Jesus is here. Jesus is, if you're not saved, wants to live in you, wants to dwell his, his kingdom in you, wants to adore you. But you, I've heard one pastor say this. He said, he said because Jesus loves me, my obligation is I'm going to love him back. If Jesus genuinely loves me that much, I'm going to love him back. It's time for us to love Jesus back by engaging in spiritual warfare and interceding through the spirit and giving not the devil a foothold in your life because you are meant to live above that. You are. It's a process. Believe me, it's not going to happen instantly. But it's going to be a fight you're going to have to have because some of us have strongholds. You know what a stronghold is? A castle, a building. And who occupies it? Who occupies the evil stronghold? The devil. Who occupies the right stronghold? The holy stronghold? The stronghold you're supposed to have as a believer? Jesus. So your assignment as a believer this week is to clean house. It's time to declutter all of the evil things that have brought no benefit to you and has harmed your soul. It has harmed your spirit. And I believe the Lord wants to do that at any moment, at any time. If you let him, if you let him, it's time to clean the house. 
I still have more left, but I meant that for part two. Part two will be next month. But for part one, I want you to understand that those symptoms, when you start to realize this is not from me, this is not from the Lord. If you know his scripture, then okay, this is not from his word, his scripture. This is from my enemy. This is from someone who does not care about me. This is from someone who does not like me and wants to see me suffer. No. Why have we lost the spiritual backbone to say no to the devil? Because we're not feeding our spirit with good things, with pure, beautiful things of the Lord. If we don't learn to continue to do that, we will continue to lose to the demonic strongholds that try to captivate us. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'll have Rachel in the keys. We're going to end very quickly, which I said from before, but we're going to end now. In this moment, I want, I want, I want the Lord to minister to you. Just if, if you do, if you have, if you've had thoughts that were unimaginably or un, or unbelievably dark and evil, let me give you some encouragement on that. That wasn't you, my friend. You are not that evil. You are not that dark. As a Christian, you are not. That is your enemy playing, toying, gaslighting you, bringing you to a place where you think it's you and you're the problem. Those evil thoughts, those evil behaviors, it's not you. It took me a moment. There was a reaction I had with my wife and I told her, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, I didn't want to, she said, it's okay, it's not you. And when she said that, I cried. And I got into tears because the Lord revealed to me that is not of me or of you, my son. That is your enemy that wants to kill you, disintegrate you, attack you, because I have you in my hands. The Lord wants to ask you to declutter. He wants you to declutter your spirit. If there are things in your life, and I'm going to call them out because I feel strongly on my spirit. If there are things that are not of God, I'm going to call them out and you just listen. And if that is your signal, okay, I feel like I've been needing to get rid of this, get rid of it. Things that celebrate witchcraft need to leave. Let's get in a moment. Things that celebrate witchcraft, whether it's rebellion, objects, whatever, they need to leave. Shows, movies, series, even games that have caused a disruption and is not of God. Not not every game or movie or show is, is demonic, I promise you. I still love video games. I still love watching television. But if it really doesn't glorify the Lord at all, if it's sin, if it's causing that, that could be something you can declutter from your mind. It's not worth your soul. 
remember, this is all about me and James had a conversation before I left for my honeymoon. He was telling me, the Lord's teaching me how to surrender. And then it got me thinking, there are things we have to surrender. And I'm just telling you what's being put on my spirit. You, whatever you do with it, it's on you. That's, that's you and the Lord. But I am just being the obedient person I am to the Lord to tell you if those are things that maybe it's time to declutter them and take them out of your life because they are they are harming you more than they are doing good. Take a moment and ask the Lord, Lord, is this object, is if this is this thought, is this behavior, is this show, is this take that uh, take that take that thing in your in, in, in that you're seeing in front of you spiritually and you lift it up to the Lord and you say Lord what is this Lord what is this is this of you or not Lord I want to have things that glorify you so Lord if it isn't Lord tell me let the Lord reveal to you. Let Him stir in you. Let Him let Him stir your heart towards Him. He wants you. He, the Lord loves and wants you. And the only way you can do that, I was telling my team this about a couple hours ago, God cannot move in your heart until you surrender things, until you surrender yourself and things to Him that He's calling you to. If there are things, and it's in my spirit, objects and media that is causing evil thoughts, dominating thoughts, any of those things, take it out of your life. It's time to declutter and exchange it with the word of the Lord, the life of the planted seed of the Lord. He wants to plant his word in you. So it's time to declutter and put His Word in you. Lord, we thank You. You are here. You are here, Lord. Lord, You are comforting us right now, giving us the grace to do what we need to do, giving us the strength to do what we're supposed to do. Thank You, Lord. offering, Lord, your spirit so that we can be clean again. We need a clean house, Lord. If there's things that need to be decluttered, Lord, I pray that you would cast it out. That you would cause it to leave because the devil has no room here in the spirit of the Lord. No room. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for this first part of this message. Lord, I pray that it would settle on our hearts, Lord, and that we would evaluate, Lord. Let it not just be a scary thing, but Lord, let us question every spirit and every testing of the spirit that is not of you, Lord. Help us to, to discern that and not be ignorant towards it. I pray that you would give us a spirit of discernment to discern things that are not of you so that we can live a right, not just a righteous lifestyle, but be redeemed and have an abundant life blessed by you. So, Lord, we thank you that you're giving us this revelation so that we can live in holiness with you. For you love us, Lord. And Jesus, we love you back. And we thank you. We praise your name. It's in Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Amen.